All right, people. Hope everybody is well. Welcome to the Onyx Report. Uh, okay, let me get this together. All right, yeah. Welcome to the Onyx Report, where we as black male justice advocates uplift black men and boys with critical analysis. <clears throat> Hope everybody is good. We are doing something that we've not done before today that I think you guys are going to enjoy. I got one of my favorite guests up here, and uh, later on, we might even drop the link and have y'all come in and interact. But uh, in the meantime, before we do, I want to celebrate my subscribers. I appreciate you guys and what you do. So let's go ahead and do that and get it going. So thank you to my subscribers. Um, let me get this on screen here. For those of you who are interested, like, share, uh, subscribe, join, and donate. Support the channel, if you will. Uh, and there are a number of ways to go ahead and do that. You can do that by uh, clicking on the join button. <laughs> Shout out to Barry Little. Much appreciated. Uh, you can join by clicking the, uh, the join button and the subscribe button, and you can choose from different levels of membership based on the perks available. You can also go to Patreon and do the same. There's some levels there you can support as well as support the uh, Institute for Black Male Studies. So please make sure you do so we can continue to bring this kind of programming um, and uh, push the agenda and the conversation further as it relates to both Black Male Studies, Black Masculinism, and uh, just the, the experiences of black men as a whole. <clears throat> so that being said, uh, what I was saying earlier that we're continuing uh, from another format and we're doing something we've not done before. One of the things we're doing is we're having a two part episode. And the first part took place. Uh, shout out to Crispus for that generous uh, cash app. Thank you. Um, uh, one of the things we're doing is we started a conversation a little bit earlier, three o'clock uh, Pacific on my good brother, the Green Gorillas channel. And um, from there, we have had the discussion transitioned here. Uh, and, and although it's a slightly different. Appreciate that support, Rashid. Although it's a slightly different uh, focus, it's really the same discussion. So Gigi is uh, his he entitled his show Black Women Are Mothers, Not Wives. Right. And so obviously uh, what we're looking at here is the question of what's influencing some black women's behavior um, in the current era. Right. This is what we're looking at. So I'd like to welcome my good brother to the screen. Uh, brother Gigi, you there? What's good, brother? How you doing? Oh, man, it's all good now. So now you get to now you get to kick your feet up. 
on hosting responsibilities. Boy, I did a terrible job going into my show, man. Ah, man, we we just had some technical issues, and we've all had that one. I mean, you you've actually stayed up uh, with me to the to the to the sunrise, helping me fix some technical issues. I ain't forgot nothing, man. So I appreciate it. You know, uh, hey, man, thank you, bro. You know, man. much love to you for that. But if you're not if you're not familiar and you haven't been keeping up, if you've not been to Green Gorilla's channel, you you're not only missing out. Uh, you're definitely behind. You need to go. You, you definitely need to go back, check some archive videos. The brother's been dropping it for quite a while now. And uh, we decided to have this kind of two part conversation dealing fundamentally with black women's behavior and what the historical and ideological in, impacts on that behavior have been. Now, that's not I wouldn't say that description of the conversation is is all encompassing, but it does give you a kind of a taste on what we've been what we've been doing. Um, did you want to did you want to take a minute to kind of introduce yourself and and give us a, a little bit about what you were what your focus was in the previous show we just had? Yeah. So uh, the basic context, the pretext of the show was that women uh, find being a mother a socially accepted role, but they don't tend to find being a wife as particularly attractive as a role a social role in the context of contemporary culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that there are many reasons for that. Uh, some stretching back uh, all the way down into the annals and recesses of slavery, but culminating with the kind of freedoms and liberties that black women have been able to enjoy with great society programs and the advent of second wave feminism and uh, that are now being articulated with intersectional feminism. I mean, the idea here is that you know, uh, marriage in and of itself is an oppressive institution that favors men and it subordinates women. Mm -hmm. And of course, as we know, you know, black women ain't having none of that. You know, <laughs> not none of that. You tell a black woman, you you know, you, what you think about marriage? You'll probably get a woman doing this. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't hear. No, I don't want nothing to do with that. Or, you know, they might sit around with their girlfriends and do this. Mary, girl, please. <laughs> no way. Not me, girl. You wild. Uh -huh. <laughs> no. Because, I mean, right now they have the best of both worlds as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, you know, they think they do. But, I mean, in the long run, you have to ask yourself, like, what is the fecundity of this kind of social positioning? And buying in wholeheartedly to the narrative that there are no benefits that accrue to women from having lifelong partnerships and entanglements, if you want to call it that. I, you know, I don't want to call it an entanglement. <laughs> but being actually connected to a man. Right. At this point in history, it's, it's almost as if men are jackasses, mm. that there's no redeeming value from having a man around. And a man is like, I don't know, uh, a disposable razor. You mm -hmm. use them a couple of times. They perform a good shave the first couple of times. Uh, but then after a certain period of time, the blade becomes dull. Mm -hmm. Time to replace it and give me a shiny new one. Right. But, right. you know, as it pertains to sexual marketplace value and marriage value in the culture in which you live, you know, the razor might be like, I will not allow you to buy me. <laughs> you cannot buy me. No, no, no. You cannot buy me. 
That's when the razor start looking at you like, huh? Wait a minute. <laughs> you say you got how many kids? Okay. Right. You say you say you look like you look like huh? You what now? You weigh how much? <laughs> oh, okay. I'll holler at you. <laughs> I'm telling you, one of the things about being a content creator is is when you got a host, you got to look at everything constantly. But when you don't got a host no more, it's 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 you, you got some stress off you. You can chill. I can do whatever I want to. I can clown right now, man. I'm gonna show gifts and. All kind of emojis and stuff, man. You know, you I can do what I want to now. You know. Hey, shout out to Grown Man Business. I was telling uh, the GG earlier. I watched the brothers' channel, and I just was watching them before we started the show, man. So shout out to you, man. I hope you well. Um, definitely, and, and remember, we are today as as we do twice a month. We're broadcasting on InnerLightRadio.com, uh, as well as Facebook, uh, Twitch, and of course YouTube. So, you know, as I play videos today and I and I kind of give some qualifications as to what we're watching, you know, it's not because I don't I don't think you guys are capable of understanding what you see. It's because we also have an online radio station and they can't see what we're showing. So that'll be why I'm explaining a few things. But anyway, so we got 156 in the building. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, uh, join and donate and make sure you do the same with the Green Gorilla channel. And again, if you're not familiar, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, as soon as possible, so you can stay tied, stay tied into what the brother's doing um, uh, as we continue to build these platforms up for black men. So we were we were actually having a conversation about an article you found. Um, what was you, you had the title of it? You want to tell people what it was? Yeah, the title of that article is. Uh, let me find it because I pulled it down from my. Uh, yeah, it, my, my page. But the title of the article is, and I'll leave a description. Uh, if I can with you in the back chat mm -hmm. and you can put it on, the, uh, on you know, in the pull it to the front. But uh, there's a blog writer by the name of Academic Hustler, 1975. Right. She wrote an article called Part One, The Black Marriage, Truths About the Role of the Black Woman and Wife. And, and basically what they're doing is they're characterizing marriage as a crappy deal for women. Like there's no redeeming moral value in it. And, uh, you know, that they think that they're going to get happiness when they get married. But oftentimes uh, it's a institution or an arrangement where they end up having to perform most of the uh, emotional labor, uh, whatever that is. I mean, I guess, you know, they feel more in the context of it. So, uh, you know, I guess that, you know, they, they actually wipe noses or snot off little Johnny's nose more. So uh, it's, it's, it's more work for them. Right. There's no no ease of burden within mm -hmm. the context of the relationship. And so uh, these stifling traditional roles uh, between men and women are something that they find objectionable. And so therefore, uh, you know, and then also that marriage in and of itself is a white institution, uh, a white patriarchal institution, which if, if you want to condemn anything, all you got to do is say it's white and it's patriarchal. Right. And then it's relegated to persona non grata. Don't mess with it. Right. <laughs> you right. can put it on the back page, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, I mean, so people get triggered. All you gotta do is say it's white patriarchal, which by the way, they love the white patriarchy when it uh -oh. works for them. Uh oh. Cause the police is white patriarchy. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that white patriarchy is the problem 
especially as it relates to relationships with black men, but it doesn't seem to be the problem when police are called or when family court is, is, is referenced. Is that what you're saying? Man, that's the patriarchy right there. I'm that's just the patriarchy. Or With, white women white women are part of the patriarchy too, even though they act like they're not. But you know, I, it's like it's almost like the devil, man. I hate to say this, you know, but it's like the devil trying to convince you that he doesn't exist so that you don't really actually acknowledge that he's there. You know, but all the while he's there with the horns and the pitchfork, poking and prodding the whole time. Yeah, kind of like that. Because uh, that's part of the patriarchy, too. Shout out to MLR for that generous uh, cash app. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and now, one of the differences uh, in terms of how, you know, we're going to approach this subject on Gigi's show versus what we're going to do right now is... Um, uh, I'm going to actually, instead of going through an article, I'm just going to show you a series of random video clips that I found that have been circulating uh, this last week or so, at least as far as I've run into them uh, on social media. And and I like to do this because I like to get the genuine reactions from the brother. And uh, he don't know how to be anything but genuine. So I'm looking forward to getting reactions. But in that, having a conversation about, um, <clears throat> excuse me, about what's going on and, and where this shift in behavior or this behavior overall we've been talking about. Because we, we, we went through slavery all the way up to the current moment. We examined what the influ influences were, what we, you know, what we're looking at in terms of, especially in terms of ideology and, you know, the overall perspective of even just being married to black men, being related to black men and, and that really the kind of um, hostility of sorts that many black men report to experiencing. So again, th these are random clips and I'm not at all going to suggest that, uh, that I've shared them with him. I haven't, you know, I wanted to, like I say, get some, some authentic perspectives from the brother. So let me go ahead and, uh, pull up the first one here. Um, let's see. Where did I put the folder? Okay. There we go. All right. So, um, truly in random order and I, and many of you i'm sure have seen uh different aspects of these there you go that's the part. In case you, you know, this is a this was a video clip taken, and I want to say Venice, California, Venice Beach, California, and it has to do with the uh, the increasing homeless population. <laughs> Shout out to Keith for that support. Thank you. It, it speaks to the the increasing homeless population in the neighborhood, and the video clip is of a homeless white male who's on the ground, and there are there's a white female and a uh, and a black female standing over him. And the black female is physically attacking him. Now, there, there's not a lot of information that was given with the clip. Uh, it did not look how, like, however, you know, he had physically done anything to her. But in terms of the, you know, the expressed rage um, and you guys know for the last few weeks, especially I've been doing video or the last you know year, I've been doing videos on women's violence, aggressiveness and the degree to which those things are not discussed in the mainstream. But in terms of what we're looking at here uh, and the conversation we've been having, what are your thoughts just about this so far, Brother Gigi? 
Man, I'm looking at that like real for real though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's 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 black female privilege right there. Mm. I'm keeping it 100. Like, who can get away with that? We just got through talking about this, like the role of the mammy, uh, you know, the ro- the role of the black woman in white culture, what she can get away with versus uh, what black men can get away with. Because I'm guaranteeing you, if a black man tried to punch on punch on him like that. He would have at least tried to defend himself, you know, or, or to retaliate in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. But uh, as it pertains to that guy right there, he just kind of sat there and took it. Right. Which women have the expectation that men will just subject themselves to abuse. And the, the funny thing about this is these kind of forms of abuse don't only occur amongst homeless populations right. outside of the context of intimate or family life. They also occur within the context of family life. Yes. But these are the things that nobody wants to talk about because it's always presumed that men are the ones who are enacting these forms of violence and that they don't have a deleterious effect on the well-being of men, whether they be white or black, homeless or in a balling home. Because, uh-huh. you know, it happened to, you know, recently. Well, what's the name of that dude, man? Quavo got into it with Saweetie or whatever, you know, oh, like, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or in the context of the relationship with Cardi B and Offset. Mm-hmm. She, I be hitting him, girl. I, I sometimes I just want to tee off on him, and the next thing you know, I want to ride his face, girl. You know, regular schmegular, whatever. And, and that <laughs> ain't even dealing with drugging people and taking their money. That's that's within the context of the household. So, but but there's no there's no as they say today, there's no smoke for that. There's no there's really not a place to discuss it, and I haven't even heard it discussed in the academy. Not as it just relates to celebrities, but in general, talking about female aggression. Is, is a no-go for the most part. Yeah. Well, well, that's because either female aggression is outright denied uh, or it's minimized or the, the, you know, the outcome or the impact of it is regarded as insignificant or non-consequential. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that that's, this is the point at which I think women are able to benefit, whether they're black or white. This is where black women are able to benefit from white femininity. Mm-hmm. And the assumption that women are just more morally virtuous than than are men, mm-hmm. exactly, and that they can't exhibit any pathology or malevolence whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, this is patently false. Like I, yeah. the idea that women are not violent is just absolutely ridiculous. Women are violent to children. Yeah, absolutely. Women will grab a belt and whip a child like a Hebrew slave, or or, or an African chattel slave. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah. I've seen women slap their children in public in a restaurant. Like, yeah. S- s- yeah. A 16 year old, 15 year old, like, just slap him in the face. Like, oh, you know, that's my kid. I can do what I want to. I brought you in this world. I'll take you out of it type of, you know, mentality. Right. But, but you know, the added danger with this is we, we have a growing homeless population almost on a national scale. I mean, we all know that uh, June 30th was the end of, of, well, I mean, it's a complicated issue as far as the end of the, the rent moratoriums. There are some cities that gave extensions. There's others we haven't heard anything from. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was talking to BGS the other day and he had found an article where they had uh, basically put about 7,000 people out on the street within a, you know a couple of days, if I'm not mistaken, right down in the Southern California area. And it's not really being reported on, right? So the reason I bring that up is if you're talking about 
violence against the population that is already destitute and has nothing to lose. Right. Um, this is the, you're really begging for a response. Now, I can say this uh, the other day. I took my son to a shop and, and, and I owe I owe my listeners a, a huge thank you because because of you, I was able to secure my son his first car. Um, and, you know, so we're doing driving lessons and all of that. But it had a lot to do with my listeners. And I want to thank you guys for providing that support. But as we were going to a shop, you know, uh, in, for the car, as we were talking to the, the, the you know woman who ran it, there was a homeless gentleman who had climbed the concrete fence that the shop had around it. And he was tying a tarp to a tree branch and she had asked him to get down. He refused to. And there was a little bit of an altercation there. She said she called the police. But the thing was, the police stopped coming. Right. Because there have been so many complaints. And she said on the other side of that concrete wall, there is a small tent city. And, you know, she was talking about the refuse and all the stuff over there, so on and so forth. But she said and this was key. She said a few days ago, one of them had hopped the fence, pulled a knife and started chasing some of the employees at the shop. So when I look at something like this, right, one of the things I see is is, an, is a pending problem in terms of not only the homelessness and the lack of hope and the increase in crime and so on and so forth, but you're really taunting a group that has nothing to lose. Now, if this gentleman had got up and started to respond to her physically, then what? Who's expected to come do something about it? So look, let, let me just say this, man, before we even go any further. So I'm looking at some of the comments in your stream right now. And and look, we're, we are scholars and we understand from a social scientific perspective what's going on with the phenomenon of DV. Okay. And I can tell you right now. So this is not a domestic violence situation. This is a street violence situation. Right. Okay. So we're not even talking about DV as a whole. We haven't even gone into that yet. But, I mean, the only thing we're trying to illustrate or to, to draw out is that, you know, women can be violent as well. Mm -hmm. Violence is not something that's just monopolized by men. Mm -hmm. it, it never has been, nor will it ever be in the human species or other species throughout the mammalian kingdom or even in the insect kingdom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> violence is not something that's monopolized by men. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, you know, in the context of intimate partner violence, if you would like to talk about it, we know that about a quarter of couples experience violence within the context of intimate partner relationships. OK, this is social scientific fact. We can bring out and pull out the studies because there's over 40 years, 50 years of research that goes into this. And these are internal review board approved peer reviewed studies. OK, these are not coming from charitable organizations or advocacy organizations you know that only highlight violence going in one direction okay so what we know is is that the predominant violence within the context of intimate partner relations of those quarter of, of people who are engaged in it right 50 percent of it is bivalent violence that escalates okay so there's mutual violence woman hits a man man hits her back or pushes her back she hits him. He hits her back. She swings at him. He swings back at her or, or vice versa. Okay. Mm -hmm. The next form of violence that's the most prevalent is unilateral violence. And in the case of uh, unilateral violence, women are more likely to assault their partners than men. Yep. Those are the facts. 
Okay. And the third form is when men have women in terroristic situations, which is about 10 to nine, nine to 10% of the situations. But women also nine to 10% have the same kind of situations where they terrorize their male partners. Okay. So we can pull this all out. I mean, there's over 300 studies that demonstrate that women are just as likely to be violent as men in the context of intimate partner relationships. This is, we, we know this from social scientific research, okay? But our culture doesn't acknowledge it primarily because we have this, actually, it's a patriarchal notion of womanhood that comes uh -oh. from Victorian England. Uh-oh. These are the facts. Now, I can show you uh -oh. this, mm -hmm. okay? And it's, and then when we start talking about the levels of violence, some people want to talk about that. When we talk about the amount of women versus men who are killed per year, the the, the numbers are statistically almost irrelevant. Mm. Yep. Some years you got like 119 women being killed and then you got like 100 men being killed. Yep. I mean, women are killing men almost in equal numbers as men are killing women in yep. the context of intimate partner relationships. And I'll have you know, what people don't typically know is that among the demographic that has the highest incidences of domestic violence or lesbian relationships. Yes, sir. I just had a friend, man. And look, we're talking about intimate partner violence as well. We're not talking about shoot em ups in neighborhoods or anything like that. We're not talking about male on male violence because really women, black women don't have anything to do with male on male violence. Shouldn't really be concerned about it, to be perfectly honest. Other than, you know, if their loved ones are somehow involved or entailed in it. But, or if you they're know, instigating it. But. Which they often do. Like, a, a lot of times, women will call on a man to go enact some violence against another man. Yeah, that's proxy violence. Absolutely. Happens quite often, you know. Yeah. More often than we, we tend to, to acknowledge, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, he did this to me. Go, go get that nigga. You know, I ain't going to say the whole word, but you, you get the picture. Sure. And, and, and men being apish and obsequious, they go do it. Nick, you know, I ain't going to. Uh -huh. You know, so it, it is what it is, man. I, you know, but, but the only thing is we can't do false equivalencies here. We're talking about one domain versus another domain. And in some domains, women are more violent than others. And when it comes to child abuse, women are more violent than, than our men. Because they're the primary caretakers. Okay? Mm -hmm. So we, we just got to be careful, man. Like, it, either you will or you won't acknowledge the difference between men and women and the things that men and women go through and their participation in acts of violence. But it does happen. Does right? They're far from innocent. We, there are no poly purebreds, okay? Mm -hmm. That's something we have to acknowledge and be aware of. Right? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And some of this violence, as we call it, is not considered violence at all, depending on how you want to have the conversation. I mean, some of us, we can actually talk about uh, the number of abortions since the 1970s as a particular type of violence. But you can't say that and have a critical dialogue because we want to keep violence in a very distinct little box. But again, if you want to open this discussion up and have a, a, an in-depth conversation, there's violence to be discussed all around. The difference is that when it comes to black men and violence, there has been no hesitation to have that conversation. But when we talk about violence extending from any other part of the community outside of black men, then you got to have qualifiers. Then you have to have some kind of deflection. There has to be all kinds of you know pushback. 
because it has to be maintained that black men are the purveyors of violence. And that's the end of the discussion. But it isn't. It's the beginning. Right? And there's a lot of other, other issues going on with that. But let's continue. I'm going to show uh, show you guys the next clip. And I only have a few. You know, I only have a few. And some of them are extremely short, like this one. Now there's a there's a song playing and the, the, I guess the author just decided to clip the video a certain way, but you'll see in a minute what we're looking at. So this was a gentleman, like I said, it's real short. This was a gentleman who was ran over in a car by his girlfriend after an argument. And y'all know I've shown a number of these kind of clips, right? Because again, we don't we don't account for female violence, right? But she ran over him with the car because of a disagreement they were having. Any thoughts about that, bro? I mean, it's it demonstrates that women can be violent, and they're often violent in the context of intimate partner relationships. And again, let me draw let me draw your attention to if you would let me share the screen. Uh -huh. I'll show something really quick. It's just research, okay? This this is nothing that uh it's unknown in the academic world, okay? It's it's quite known, okay? Uh, I don't know if you can get me to share this, but- I'm trying to see, do you have it up on, did you pull it up? Uh, it's up, I have uh, access to it, but let me see. Okay, let me see, share. Share screen, Chrome hey, tab. There we go, right there. Oh, there we go, all right. All right, so references examining assaults by women on their spouses or male partners and annotated bibliography. This bibliography has been in development for years, okay? I mean, I don't have the, the latest updated version of it, but this is one that's like well, you know, uh, it's well findable and, and explicitly open to see on the internet, okay? Mm -hmm. So anyway, this bibliography is, is an annotated bibliography. If you don't know what it is, it's just like the thesis statements of various academic articles. Mm -hmm. on a particular subject so it's a it's an annotated bibliography but the summary of it is there are over 286 scholarly investigations 221 of them are empirical 65 are review and or analysis which demonstrate that women are as physically aggressive or more aggressive than men in their relationships with their spouses or male partners and the aggregate sample size in the review study uh study succeeds over 371,000. That's a large amount for a social scientific research study. I, it, it just is, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it explores not only white, Latino, but African-American men and women. And the rates are exacerbated amongst African-American men and women. And the numbers aren't too far off. Right, right. I mean, the, the, you know, to make... See, a lot of people, what they do is they they... They don't really study the literature. They just go to advocacy pages and they right. hear things from ideologues mm -hmm. and they don't they don't take time to actually sort through and to peruse the, the information. Mm -hmm. Some of this stuff is over 30 years old. Exactly. <laughs> These articles going back to 89, 87, 83. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And advocacy, adv advocacy pages will skip over the information that highlights men's vulnerability. Because it's specific to an agenda that's tied to only portraying women in one light and men in another. In another, but the data is actually a lot more fluid than that in terms of nuance and, and breadth. 
And look, I don't look at advocacy pages. I, I just mm-hmm. don't because I'd rather look at the research itself. Mm-hmm. I'd rather study the research itself than to look at advocacy pages. Right. I, you know, I, because you don't get an accurate portrayal. A lot of times they leave out information and they only parcel in information that substantiates their own positioning. I look at the the, the, the actual studies themselves. Right. And I look at experts in the area who do this work for a living. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they do it objectively and impartially. Mm-hmm. And right now we already know men are violent and men even accept that men are violent. Right. But what we don't accept is that women are also part of this equation. And mm-hmm. if you want to solve a social problem or a public health problem, you have to look at the problem objectively and impartially. And we're not doing that. All we're doing is saying those men are doing this to women. Right. It's violence against women. But women are also violent against men. And they're also assaulting men. And, and there's a Harvard study that was done in 2007. And basically that study said, look, one of the biggest predictors that a woman will be subjected to domestic violence is her commission of acts of domestic violence. Uh-oh. And women consistently assault men, but they expect no retaliation. Mm-hmm. At all. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one of the reasons that I, you know I'm, I'm glad to have you on here because we get we get to marry the research with what we get to see, what we're seeing on a regular basis. So in the last video I showed, that was his girlfriend running him over with the car. I've shown several other videos in the last few months like that. Right? How does that relate to what you're talking about in the research? Well, it relates to the fact that women are also violent in the context of intimate partner relationships and for a variety of different reasons. But the biggest reason is punishment, anger, Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, basically retribution. Yes. This is not, you know, for some uh, perceived wrong. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not because they're retaliating, you know, or like or defending themselves. This this See notion that? that like women are only engaged in violence to defend themselves is ridiculous. And that's the primary reaction, knee jerk reaction to any statement or or visual about women initiating violence. She must be defending herself from something it, it, because we can't accept that, that women actually can initiate violence more often or that they use weapons more often. Or that maybe one of the differences that we see, a difference in reporting, is that for the last 30 to 40 years, the only way in society, particularly in popular media, that we've discussed violence, and especially in regard to intimate partner violence, is as something women experience and as something that men initiate. And because that is the dominant narrative, when we see the opposite, we have to fit it into a narrative that we're comfortable with or ignore it. And we're not going to ignore it today. We're going to look at a number of different instances where women are initiating violence. And I want people to be able to. And it's not about it's not about trying to you know frame all women as violent. But it is to say women as human beings initiate violence. Period. And, and really, if anything else, black men, contrary to popular stereotype, are not monsters. This is one of the things Dr. Tommy Curry pointed out a long time ago. It, it, black men are the only group where the entire group is made subject to the behavior of less than I mean, a fraction of 1% somehow permeates to all black men. When you look at intimate partner homicide, the percentages against a, t- a population of 43 million, you're really talking less than a couple hundred men and women killed per year by their intimate partners. And yet somehow 
that percentage of only black male homicide initiated, that's supposed to be reflective of all black men. It makes no sense whatsoever. So we have to actually become a, a little more nuanced and a little more comfortable with looking at the realities of violence beyond the tropes that we're given so that we can talk about this more intelligently. And that's one of the things social media does. It gives us a chance to really look at this. And another thing that, you know, people have a misconception about is that, you know, black women of higher classes don't engage in violence. Get it. That's just yeah. ridiculous. It's, mm-hmm. it's, this, this runs across all races, classes. It runs against, you know, all kinds of social positionings. This is not something that just happens, you know, because we're just pointing out like hood rat chicks or something like that. It happens in middle class homes. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I got several frat brothers who like, man, I got a frat brother that's a police officer. And he told me his wife slapped him in the face. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, he was like, boy, I had to hold myself, bruh, you know, because uh, I was like in a rage. And, uh, you know, I'm a police officer, so I already know where this could go. Yeah. And, you know, this woman slapped me in my home. You know, like, that's just a violation. But if I would have done it to her, she would have had a whole bunch of responses to it. Most of them is calling people like me to come in and to mediate the situation, but primarily to punish me. You mm-hmm. know? And so, you know, men very rarely, if ever, when they encounter women who do this, they very rarely, you know, turn them over to the authorities. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, given the responses and, you know, the consequences, men should start doing this. Yeah. Men should start recording what they experience. They should start telling their stories. Yeah. Right. And not keep it hidden because right now it's like, you know, we're violating womanhood. If we tell the truth about our own experiences, it's not something that just women endure. Well, that, and, and I mean, part of the problem too, is men understand, especially black men, that even if you are the one that's been attacked by a spouse and you call the police, you might be the, the one that goes to jail. That's a vulnerability that, that you know men don't really always have a language for. And we don't want to publicly, and people don't want to publicly, not publicly acknowledge how vulnerable men can be in regard to calling the authorities, even though they themselves might be the victim. So this speaks to a lot of different issues that that people want to dance around and pretend aren't real. Uh, now, let so me you can take that down, bro. You know, if, if I leave a, a link in the back chat, and that way, uh, if anybody wants to see it, they could uh, explore it and discover it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And also, there is a uh, researcher. Uh, I think his name is Charles Mur- not Charles Murray. Uh, what is this man? Well, his last name is Murray. I, kn- I do know that much. And he has several YouTube videos. He's like one of the most preeminent uh, researchers on the issue of domestic violence. He's now deceased. Uh, But he does a whole stream uh, that basically demonstrates how feminists basically have been trying to obfuscate this issue for decades. And that they're not actually moving towards improvement because they're not actually analyzing the phenomena accurately. And until some accurate analysis of the phenomena can be brought to bear, we can't even begin to remedy the issue. I've even likened it to, you know, going to the dentist and getting a diagnosis, which is incorrect. And then expecting, you know, to basically solve the problem with medication when you need to actually drill the cavity out of the tooth Uh in order to fix the issue. But you can't fix the issue if you only 
you know, reduce it to an ideology that's predicated upon political, uh, you know, the political musings of white women from the 70s. It's not going to work. Mm. <laughs> We're past that point now. Mm. I'm trying to hold on. Bear with me. I'm trying to find uh, one video clip. I had to reboot my computer when uh, we started the show on Gigi's channel. And I had some things up on the screen, and one of them um, I'm having trouble finding. Uh, so bear with me for a moment uh, when I pull this up. Um, here, tell you, tell you what. Matter of fact, tell you what. I'll post another video while I look for that one, yeah. um, and we can actually begin to check that out. Now, this one is probably one of the more popular ones that in the last few days people have seen. Um, hopefully. It'll come through clear enough, but here you go. And I'm kind of going to regret it, but it's a conversation that needs to be started. My son is 11 years old, and when he turns 14, I'm thinking about getting him a vasectomy. Now, to other boy moms, is this something that you guys are thinking about? Um, if not, why? Any pointers, questions, concerns that y'all may have? that maybe I might not have thought about, um, let me know. Oh, I'm going to regret that. Any thoughts about that, brother? So it, before the boy reaches adulthood, she's going to basically give him what under any other circumstances would be called, you know, uh, an act of oppressive violence. Huh. I mean, if you make a woman infertile, they used to call those Mississippi appendectomies, right? Where, you, you know, the woman would go to the hospital and then they cut off her reproductive abilities. That wow. happened to Fannie Lou Hamer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she, I mean, details, you know, the horror associated with that experience. Can you imagine, you know, you're a young boy, you're 14, you might want to have children one day. Yeah. And not to say that, you know, vasectomies can't be reversed, but I mean, it's got to be a different way to approach the issue than, you know, to have your son, to, you know, to, to close this vast deference, man. Before. Especially, <laughs> but especially before adulthood. See, that's the thing that gets me. This is before adulthood, right? What is the impact of a parent doing this to you before you even know what it means to be an adult man? What does that do? I consider it a particular form of violence that isn't easily labeled, but I do consider it such, especially based on the source. But I mean, man, you know, tell me. Man, put it this way. If if you talk about doing any such thing to a girl, uh -oh. you'll be met with extreme hostility. Like, that's along the lines of clitorectomy. Mm. Or imagine, you know, a, a, a dad saying that he's going to, like T.I. recently did, said, he, you know, he wants to check and make sure his daughter's hymen is still intact so that she hasn't had uh, sex. They would say that would be policing her body. And that, and he's doing so uh, along the dictates or the lines of the patriarchy. The patriarchy is, you know, causing him to have this sentiment or this desire, right? right. To pre prevent his daughter from becoming pregnant or wants to, you know, ensure that she... Remains childless. I apologize about that. Go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if it 
you want to talk about equity and equality where you got to have, you know, got to have it both ways. This is this is ridiculous. Huh. You can't you can't do that. That uh, I doubt that you know it would be possible to do it. But I mean, still, even to suggest it openly and casually is is absolutely ridiculous, man. Yeah. And then the cold. Appreciate that support, Harold. Uh, Three hundred sixty people watching again. Like, share, subscribe, join, and donate. Support the channel. Also support the Green Gorilla channel. Um, and uh, and check that out as well if you haven't, right? But no, absolutely, man. It's it's it's. But see, with me, it's also how casually this could be uh, done. This these kind of statements can be made in public, and there's no reflection, right? There's no there's no observation in any serious way that this is this might be a problem because ultimately, when it comes to a black male body, especially if he's underage. You know, as as I just posted on the screen from Lady Warrior, it's as if you're talking about neutering a dog. And this is acceptable. Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. You know, and if there was a problem to where it couldn't be reversed, is that even entered the discussion? You know, is that I mean, it, that's not even part of the dialogue, right? No, but, I mean, the question is why? Mm -hmm. and what, you know, get, like. Yeah. She never even explained why. It's just like like you're gonna have to take care of the kids or something, or like this boy is not gonna have issues to contend with. I could mm -hmm. see if she was coming from the angle of I don't want my son to be entrapped. But it, I don't know what her angle is on this. But whatever the angle is, to me it's still oppressive. You're mm -hmm. you're you're closing off or even considering closing off the capacity for your your child to reproduce, which one could argue is one of the major imperatives of any biological organism, right. human or non-human. <laughs> right. You're closing off their capacity to do so. Mm. Absolutely. Or suggesting, you know, closing off the possibility for this kid to, to be able to have any progeny. But, you know. Let, let, me, uh, let me share another one with you. I think this one... Let me see. I have to share the audio on this one. This is on another screen. Uh, there we go. So some of you guys may have seen this one recently. I sent this one actually to um, uh, Officer Faulkner and got his reply on it. But uh, I, of course, want to, to show this to my good brother. Oh, here we go. Don't you 
apologize i've been having some software issues so i wanted to actually highlight the video a little more clearly so i apologize to the extent that i couldn't and for those of you that couldn't see the screen basically what i'm understanding about this particular story is this is a woman at an airport who found out she was on the no-fly zone and uh had a, a very intense response was throwing keyboards and and uh, chasing people with poles and at the end of it you saw a brother security guard, a black male security guard, kind of uh, grab her by the shoulders, walk her out, uh, asking her uh, what was wrong with her. Right. Which I found interesting in and of itself for a couple reasons. One being that, um, you know, he actually engaged her as a, as a human being in a moment of turmoil, a mo moment of issue that he showed empathy, although people may not see it as such. He didn't come in and strike her. He was talking to her. Right. But the other thing I found interesting about this, and y'all know, for those of you on my Facebook page, I've been uh, for the last month really showcasing a number of these. For me, it draws the question on the difference in quality of life between black men and women. Because how would a black male have been treated had he acted this way in an airport? Oh, we already know how he would have got treated, man. They'd have brought out the Transformers. <laughs> They done brought out the explosives, baby. It's time to drop bombs on him. Shots yeah. fired. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, come on, man. We already know how men get treated versus women get treated when it comes to re retribution. Yeah. You know, so it's a difference between. See, women want equality and equity, but they don't want equality and equity when it comes to ret retributive justice. Mm -hmm. Retributive justice is punishment. Mm-hmm. They don't want that equal punishment. Mm -hmm. They want to talk about environment and background and, you know, enculturation and all of that. But when it comes to men, there is no talk about enculturation. There's no talk about environment. Everything gets, gets reduced to the patriarchy. Now, and so the question is like, okay, so we could talk about the etiology for black men and their dysfunction as being traced back to something pernicious, but we can't do the same for any women. And I'm not just saying, you know, let's just beat up on all women. That's not what I'm trying to do here. All I'm right. trying to say is men and women engage in acts of violence for pretty much the same reasons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I wanted to also bring up some help with this one because I'm particularly curious um, from our resident uh, Manosphere uh, Black Law Enforcement, what his opinions of this are. So, uh, Charles, Officer Charles, I shot you a, a link uh, in your email. Check that out. Um, I wanted to get his thoughts on, and particularly on this one, because recently I've been seeing a string of these. You know, I, I push, I post up, I think I posted up a couple weeks ago. There's a woman that had a similar, black woman that had a similar response uh, to the employees at a McDonald's. 
and she did very similar things and she was arrested but it was very genteel you know it, it, it was no violence or any of that and i always found that just kind of interesting because you know if you qualify the differences in the quality of life between black men and women it's a problem but when you literally see the difference in day-to-day treatment there's no word about it so let me bring in officer faulkner what's going on man so give us your thoughts on this i sent you this in facebook um but you, you tell us what your thoughts of this are from a law enforcement standpoint man she she went on the warpath and i'm sorry at such times loving the situations like that where you have to spear her like goldberg mm. and she's lucky that the guy just talked to her because me personally i, I treat cases the way it has to be treated okay sudden and sufficient force that's needed because at that point, she's violent. She's not listening. You can hear in the background her kids asking mommy, and she's telling, I guess, the other children to hold him. She's worried. She's more worried about doing wanton violence than her children. Mm. And then after you arrest her, you have to call CPS. Child Protective Services because nobody's gonna nobody's there. I didn't see any of the other adults she's with to take those children. Which from the looks of it, you might have saved those children's lives calling CPS. And I'm looking at it like if that was a black man, they'd be trying to shoot him. Yeah. They'd be trying to be like he'd be stomped out or something. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, man. I, you know, I agree with that 100. percent you your ding on that one. Because yeah. I mean, and we already see it, man. Black men have been like arrested for less than that. I mean, for just talking, you know, looking wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know. I've told the story before. Like, I'm arresting a, I'm arresting this guy on a warrant, and a chick just grabbed me, and then looked at me like, "You better not." And I looked at her like, you better not. <laughs> you better let me go. And then she actually hit me. Wow. And then Tom froze. And I had to look up and I saw my patron Saint Steve Rogers. And I was like, Cap, what should I do? And unfortunately for her, I had to front kick her to get the hell away from me and off me. Wow. And I'm like this. I'm not violent. I just use whatever need to be used to can to successfully conduct an arrest. Now, now wait a minute, because people will say, "Well, you know, you're you're a big man. You're benching 400 plus pounds. She's she's just a woman. How dare you? What have you experienced in law enforcement in regard to women initiating violence? What what, what um, that, that the first. When people try to tell me that, I say, mind your goddamn business. One, okay. because of, because you'd be the first people calling for her crazy ass to be arrested. Number two, when I see women conduct shit like this, it's like they're not, they're not, it's like they're animalistic. Okay. 
You you seen her? Mm -hmm. So she took poles. She was looking for stuff to make a weapon. Mm -hmm. Somebody could have snatched her kids, and she wouldn't have gave a damn. It was only because her feelings were hurt. She's mad. She's upset. Wow. Oh, she's a woman. No, this is the same shit. Excuse my language. It 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 kind of it kind of pisses me off when I see this. It's the same woman that she's if she's in a relationship with a dude that she's probably beating the living hell out of him. But as soon as the guy pushes her off of him, she's calling the cops on him. Mm. And you've been on the receiving end of those calls, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Showing up to the house, seeing what goes on from there. I had a woman try to call the police when she hit the guy and bust his nose and say, he hit me. I'm like, no, you, you're arrested. Hmm. And and what is, the, what is the, the response from a woman in that situation when she ends up in, con- in cuffs? What's, what's the outlook? Shock and awe. See? What are you doing? What, what are you doing? I mean, why? See, How? That, that takes us back to something Gigi was saying a little bit ago. There's no sense that uh, you know there's any consequences. Right? There, there are none. Because for so long, society, Western society, has treated women like they're children. Uh-oh. Oh, so she, she, she's she's no harm. Mm-hmm. You put a forty-four magnum or a knife in her hand, or you give her some antifreeze to put in your food. How much harm can she do? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's the issue, man. I you, I even heard this one guy, man, Mike Rashid, say that you know a woman with a knife is not going to be as harmful as a you know a man with a knife. And the question is, like, bro, have you ever been stabbed? See, like I've 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 seen stabbings. I haven't been stabbed, but I've seen stabbings, mm-hmm. and I've seen women enact the stabbings. Yeah, I seen a woman cut through uh, some one of my next door neighbor's hands. I mean, she cut the nerves in his hand. He can't even squeeze his right hand anymore. Wow, you know, it's like, wait a minute. You think you're invincible because you're muscled up, but like a knife can hurt you, bro. Yeah, it could it could, it could pierce your lungs, and you know, pierce your heart. Yeah. See, it, 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 it can I, I would tell you, I would tell you this. It takes two inches, two and a half inches. Just a small knife, two and a half inch to, to penetrate your chest to your heart. And women use weapons more often than men do. Men often bludgeon people with their hands. Okay. Women often use weapons. Okay. And then, let's talk about this part here because Mike Rashid is full of sugar, honey, iced tea. Uh huh. And I would tell him personally, you full of sugar, honey, iced tea. First and foremost, the most dangerous thing about a knife compared to a gun, <laughs> at close range, a knife's even more dangerous than a gun. Hmm. One, you can't hear it, and if they swing it fast enough, you can't see it. Hmm. Imagine a nick to your carotid artery or to your wrist. To your brachial artery or your femoral on your thigh. We had an officer who was a guy trying to come up there with a razor. 
he didn't even know the razor came at him so fast he didn't even know he was cut four times in the face. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's they call in New York. They call that a buck fifty. You need hundred and fifty mm-hmm. stitches. You know. Wow. Mm-hmm. So wow. so it's you know like weapons can a gun in in a ninety seven pound weakling's hand can do damage. See, people okay? forget people forget the old saying. God made you free, cult made you equal. Mm. But I'll tell you this, man. But but at the end of the day, look, here's the deal. Women can be violent. Yeah. Now it's true that men are violent towards each other, and primarily this is young men. This is homicide is a young man's game. Mm-hmm. Young men from the ages of 15 to 30 are among the most lethally violent. Okay? But we don't talk about the, you know, environmental conditions for those boys uh, and, you know, the kind of pathology that exists in the communities in which they live. And many of these young boys are fatherless. They don't have any male parental guidance. Okay. A voice of reason to try to prevent them from handling, you know, their disputes in violent ways. Because men who are wise know how to sublimate violence okay you sublimate it through either sport some other kind of competition you don't have to resort to killing each other because you have a disagreement or you have a dispute right yes it it doesn't have to to occur that way so you can sublimate you know uh disputes through through competition and men do this all the time remember how they used to do it if two guys had a disagreement, they'd get this, the older guys in the block would get the gloves and go in the backyard. Right, 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 right. Because men have three ways of communicating. We talk it out, we yell it out, we fight it out, and it's out of our systems. Mm-hmm. A lot of times what happens, and this is what I do not agree with schools, they want to use their words. And I'm like, that's not how boys communicate. Mm-hmm. And I've had to tell that to many of principals and teachers. I've said, look, these two can come down like where I was coaching. These guys wanted to fight. Come down to the wrestling room. Close the door. 30 seconds, they were tired. Yep. Yep. And then guess what? I had to walk in there and I said, oh, poor babies. Now you both have to fight me. <laughs> now, hold on now. I got a few more to show. Um, and I'm going to welcome BGS to the stream as well. Um, what's good, BGS? Hey, what's hey. up, folks? What you, how y'all doing? What's going on? I'm going to play. Oh, I, got few, I got a few the, more clips oh, for you. The, the dark teacher rises. Black <laughs> in the house. Now, this is this is one you guys may have seen on uh, Dennis Sperling, but it's been making its rounds, right? Walmart. Walmart. Uh,
Jesus Christ. Hold on. Uh, for those who couldn't see, obviously, as I mentioned, we got interlightradio.com on here. Uh, what we saw was a, a, a Walmart parking lot where you had a, a, a kind of a large scale brawl of, of black women going at each other that ended uh, apparently based on the title of the video with a woman um, shooting into the uh, shooting into the air and the, either the air or the crowd, but shooting uh, just outwardly right and you could hear the shots going off and everybody took off running um i'm gonna start with Gigi, uh, and then i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna head to officer charles and then we're gonna get bgs on this any comments man look i'm from the hood man and you know you see you see women bang it out all the time uh mm -hmm. but this is the funny thing to me about you know this whole debacle right and the way people think about it, right? Somewhere, some way down the line, some man's going to be responsible for this fight. <laughs> Either through upbringing, non-presence. I mean, these women, look, women can be just as violent as men, okay? But oftentimes, their violence is unpunished or unacknowledged, right? And, you know, women kill each other, man, all the time. Mm-hmm. But maybe not as much as men do, uh, but they go at it, okay? Uh, and black women go at it like like more than any other group of women. They they actually can can become just as overtly violent as as their men can. Uh, and we just gotta acknowledge that it happens, right? And stop denying that it happens. Awesome. That's all we're asking for. We're not asking for. Uh, you know, to stigmatize and dehumanize all women on behalf of women that get into fights. But we're asking you to stop dehumanizing and stigmatizing all men who get into fights. Mm -hmm. Stop it. And, and and most oftentimes when fights do occur, they're un you know, they're they're unreported anyway. Right. Okay? Um and so we just gotta acknowledge, man, you know, our species is a species filled with people who are imperfect and those imperfections rise to the surface. Okay. Officer Faulkner? Well, uh, I forgot my pay-per-view tickets, you know. <laughs> it, 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 it looked like a bunch of transgender women, transgender women fighting, man. <laughs> Those women are not small women. And, uh, they all had the affinity weaves on. That's how you knew. You know. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. we made we have, we made up a new a new word in these spaces. It's called the it's called the hood rat thundercats, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! That have you ever noticed that you hardly seen women fight like that? But nowadays, it's so common. Like you don't even see the boys fight like that anymore. Or the guys? No, you don't. You, and, but, and it's encouraged. But they're imitating male culture. Uh -oh. yeah, argue, but, like they're imitating male culture. Okay, yeah, they're, they're nothing feminine. There was nothing feminine about that whole video. Women didn't shoot in the air. <laughs> Women didn't sh didn't get guns. I mean, that was a dude thing. And you got about what? At least what? Twenty to fifty girls out there rumbling. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I don't know what the hell they were trying to do. The winner's going to go to WrestleMania or something. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. At that at that scene, if I had to show up, one, I'm bringing the whole district with me. Two, Uh-oh. my nightstick coming out, and I'm hitting everything till it falls. Mm-hmm. And if somebody pops out a gun, then you signed your death wish. Right. And 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 I'm looking at it like. On a real level, somebody could have died because we do have something on this planet called gravity and bullets do come back down. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, but yet, we're not supposed to hold women to no intellectual level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, I, mm-hmm. and I'll stop with that one. Okay. Brother BGS, any comments? <laughs> I, I, I'm seeing as grown children, man. I mean, you know, but the thing is, if you keep uh, showing these Disney princesses actually uh, fighting all the time, right? And what you see is uh, on these reality shows with women fighting and beating up guys and whatever else, is it any wonder you're going to have a, a whole a generation of violent black women? Mm-hmm. And actually, actually fighting for fun. They weren't fighting because they're selling the dispute, they're actually fighting for fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I got I got a number of goodies for you guys that I'm <laughs> getting from. So you know, I hope you I hope you're ready. We got a few as, things. As, as, as my it, dispatcher, as my dispatch was saying, the hits keep coming. <laughs> yeah, in, in other words, you, what are women trying to do? Black women trying to do? Approve their manhood by fighting? You know what, BGS? That might be the that might be the phrase that pays from now on. Yeah. I don't think they. I don't think they want to be women anymore. I don't think. I so mean, how, how many? How many? How many women insult you by saying "suck my"? You know, exactly. Like, yeah. How yeah, many of them? About. When they get mad, their voice get deep. Remember, remember uh, back in the nineties. You know how the, how the rappers. You know they got it from Michael Jackson by holding their private parts, mm-hmm. and the rappers used to rap by holding their private parts, and the women started emulating them. Well, but I think I, I think this, this goes back to what Gigi and I were talking about on, on his show a little while ago, where mm-hmm. we were looking at patriarchy. Yeah. Right? We were looking at this so-called critique of patriarchy, but the extent to which you have women that want to emulate it and while yeah. taking advantage of it in very you know choice moments, to where when it's when it's useful, when it's when it's uh, uh, when it's most uh, beneficial. Uh, so, so patriarchy in and of itself is only a problem um, when it's not immediately beneficial. <laughs> I appreciate that, Uru, but it still it still comes across as um, as a worship of a very particular idea mm-hmm. of masculine. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of ways men express masculinity, but it seems like, especially in our community, there's a very distinct masculinity that gets lauded. Gigi doesn't doesn't these the average by women remind you of the Lord of the Flies. What happens if you leave little boys on the island and they form gangs and start warring with each other? Mm-hmm. Man, look, it reminds me of the Lord of the Flies. But you know, like our culture has become ratchet. This is what <laughs> like it is what it is, and that's a St. Louis term, man. Like you know, uh, but it's 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 as if there's nobody chaperoning. The party, man. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's it's as if there's no authority presence. 
You know, no no uh, people beholding people to a standard. And this goes for males and females. Do, do, do women, and, and, st- do women yeah. still respect male male power and male authority? Yes, that, when, it, when, it's, when it's used for them. Exactly. What, what I'm saying is if two women are showing up and Friday and men used to break it up do, do, and, and women used to see uh, to male power, uh, uh, do, do, they still, give, do they still do that? I'll give you a good example of what happened um, two years ago. Around Christmas time, I'm in front of. I'm off of like what Baltimore County, Taylor and Lock Raven at the GameStop. My ex girlfriend, her son, and my son were there. This woman, quote and unquote, drove her daughter to this shopping center to fight some other girls, and it's like it's nine girls fighting. So I'm walking over there and pulling the girls apart. Like, what the hell y'all doing? And then the woman, like, don't touch my daughter. Don't. I said, okay. I'm gonna speak in your. I'm gonna speak in your native language, bitch. Get out of here before I rush the dumbass for child child endangerment. And then she's mm. mumbling. I said, go ahead, keep mumbling. Mm. Keep mumbling. Mm. So these kids could have ended up. And and then when you look at the guys, the guys all the cameras all out. I said, shame on you, man. Yeah. That's how we get a, a number of these clips. But I would argue across class that you see a similar type of expression of what we what is considered, you know, patriarchal practices, male ma- masculinity from women across class. But it, rep- it presents itself in different ways. So we can talk about the street brawl or we can talk about, um, you know, a, a woman that wants to um how would we put that um i'm trying to be <laughs> get the hitman <laughs> i'm trying to be anyway so get the, get the hitman we ain't talking bret hart huh but, but that's true you, whether you're talking about uh proxy violence in terms of her hiring somebody to act on her behalf or yeah. if you're talking about women that don't want a man in the home so she doesn't have to share decision-making responsibilities and can be the sole one in power while using uh, various institutions uh, the, these kind of dynamics are masculine expressions, even though they present themselves in different ways and they can be expressed across class. But at the end of the day, there's still an adoration for a very particular type of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Nobody really wants to talk about. Right. And, it, and it, let me look, I, I'll show you. This is a, I'm going to show you two quick pieces and get your response. These are not even videos. These are not even videos. These are just. um these are articles, really. But this is the first one, right? Ooh. Customer bites ear of Newark, New Jersey salon worker. Mm. Right? Does she have? Does she have a list? <laughs> there goes that notorious yeah, bonnet. Yeah. There goes black women wearing bonnets. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, so, so eat me, huh? Yeah. It was a. It, it says <laughs> there was a pedicure gone very wrong at a nail salon after a customer became angry and bit the ear of a technician working on her toenail toenails. The woman came into the Angel Nail Spa on Jones Street and during her treatment began to argue about the service she was receiving. The customer then bit the salon worker's ear. During a fight, police said the woman also bit a man in the arm who tried to intervene and pulled another woman's hair and hit her in the face. She ran wow. out the store toward the new community manor housing complex, witnesses told police. Mm. There she is. 
She got oh, issues. Okay. Bro. Okay. Number one, if you see her biting somebody, you don't pull her off. You aim right for her jaw, and you hit her with the force of the civil rights movement. <laughs> you got one time to bite me. There's certain there's certain times I tell people, look, I'm the I'm the most respectful cop, but you put your hands on me and try to put me in a hospital, I'm going to put you in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Trust me, my name is very known during shock trauma. Now, before we get lost in in this question of uh, you know, we're just gonna talk about somebody was saying earlier. Oh, these are just a certain type of woman. Uh, this this doesn't, you know, this wouldn't happen anywhere else. There are different types of violence to bring to bear in this discussion. What about this? Yeah. For those who, you know, are, are listening to the show and can't see it, this is an article about R&B singer Mary J. Blige refusing to date. Well, welcome to the Appreciate the support, Gerard. Uh, welcome to the Brotherhood. Uh, but Mary J. Blige refuses to date broke men making low wages because she doesn't want to take care of a man, right? But are we going to have a conversation about the alleged uh, um, accusations made by a very young man who came forward a few weeks ago and said that she had violated him sexually before he was of legal age? Mm. And that doesn't include the violence that we've read about in past years that she allegedly extended to her exes. Her yeah. ex- so we're talking about different levels and different types of violence, but what are we looking at? How much, let me put it to you this way. Let me pose this question. How many different types of violence that we're talking about today have been publicly scrutinized in regard to, you know, women initiating violence and put it, I mean, how much attention has it actually gotten? I'm just curious because where these men, there's a very clear cut way this would have been dealt with. Yeah. Well, what do you guys see? I think that there's been attention brought to it, but I think the response to it is very different. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the response to it is, okay, what was she going through? How was she, what was her state of mind? Okay. And it, it, it did the, did these two people have a relationship? Whereas you, when men don't get that, you're automatically castigated. Mm. Mm. And then some, and, and then some, it, it sometimes they even blame the man. Okay. Why'd you let her do it? Why'd you let her do it? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I look at it yeah. like, oh, go ahead, Gigi. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is why I say there's a difference between uh, distributive and retributive justice. Feminists yeah. are all for distributive justice, but they're mm-hmm. not for retributive justice. And ju- re- retributive is an adjective for retribution, denial. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, or, or you know, just describing how to get things right again, okay? How to how to punish and you know to, to make the situation become equal again, all right? Women are perceived, and this is a Victorian England notion. Women are perceived as being mothers, mm-hmm. as being nurturers, as being people who care for other people. They're not perceived, and this is fainting couch feminism is what it is to me, okay? Mm-hmm. The, the type of woman who's docile, the dumb blonde kind of you know notion of what w- women are like, okay? Mm-hmm. And then they use that to their advantage, but they don't want to you know look into the, into the dark side of female nature. It right. exists just like it exists in men. Mm-hmm. And we'll admit, men will admit it, like, okay, there's dark sides to us, okay? But there are no dark sides for women. It just gets reduced to misogyny. 
Mm-hmm. We can't. We don't know how to deal with female evil in this in this culture, and or we minimize the evil that they do, or we make excuses for it, and we contextualize it. Mm-hmm. And the the question is, what happens if you're the recipient of some evil from a woman? It is you don't want to let it go by then. It's not something you want to sweep under the rug then. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when it when you see somebody else suffer it it's funny it's something that you know people laugh at oh that was that was hilarious oh yes the the the, the gentleman run over by the car as with most videos like that people laugh they did a test about that where they had a test where the woman beating up on the guy and everybody's laughing and getting their cameras out thought it was funny hilarious yeah they came back out an hour hour later the guy not hitting her just yelling at her, grabbing her, shaking her, pulling her down the street. Mm-hmm. You got all the little, hey, that's the way that you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, and by I'm the like, way, is patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I've, I've said this before. I look at Miss Blige and Cardi B. It's funny how you get, what's his name? Mark Lamont, whatever. Who the hell named him? Sounds like a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. You get Mark Lamont trying to argue Mark down Mont, Judge Lamont Hill, yeah. Yeah, you get you get Mark Hill trying to argue Judge Joe Brown, a guy who's been in law and on the bench probably longer than he's been alive, mm-hmm. and says, I, "I'm not going to argue." But do you feel? No, you can't feel. That's a feminine thing to do. But I have my thoughts about him, which I will not express on your channel. But that's. <laughs> It's it's funny how when you're accused of something, you spend three years in jail wrongfully. But when you admit that you had people drugged, you robbed them of their goods because you used force. And then you had them sexually assaulted by transgenders sometimes. You get all these deals. You get a Super Bowl commercial. You get you get all this. Nobody notice. She's mm-hmm. only gotten more love and acclaim after admitting it. Mm. I don't get that. See, but yet you don't want equality. You want equity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't want the same punishments men would face. They don't even want equity. They not in this instance. They want want privilege. They want your privilege and superiority. They want superiority. They want the benefit of the doubt. They want the prevailing narrative to obtain about their innate purity and innocence. Mm -hmm. It's it's no different than going to a chase about child neglect and child abuse. What's the woman gonna do? They're gonna start crying. Want you to make feel sorry for them. Mm -hmm. And then people wonder why. Why do you? How do you get so cold hearted? I said you got to turn your emotions off because people will use them against you. Well, um, oh, okay. I, I don't know what that was. All right. <laughs> well, here's another. Right, NBC Five uh, website. Title is "Woman Arrested After Crashing into Liquor Store Pedestrian um, Parked Vehicles," uh, according to the police. Um, and then it says here. Hold on. Um, Annie Williams, 58, had been in a domestic disturbance with a male and tried to hit him with her car and doing so drove into the store. Uh, She backed up uh, to try and hit him again, 
but instead hit a pedestrian and four parked vehicles. Williams fled the scene and was later located by a patrol sergeant who attempted to a traffic stop. She led police on a short pursuit to North Story and Rochelle Roads, where she was taken into custody. The pedestrian who was hit had a broken angle, ankle and took herself to a local hospital. The male left the scene and has not been located. Right? Uh, police said the liquor store had about 25000 in damages. Now, here is uh, somebody sent me a short video clip, and it is only five seconds. But you can see here what that looks like. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, so they're going to show it again. That's where she hit the woman, crashed into the car. So this is... That guy guy didn't pull her. She would have killed her. Yeah. Yeah. But this is... But brothers don't save women's lives. (laughs) Any any thoughts about that? Let's go... um, This time I'll do BGS and then... uh, and Gigi, and then uh, we got to get the good officers uh, view. Well, the thing is, if, if, if men don't rein these women in and this kind of behavior, uh, then it's going to get to the point uh, where uh, I remember I remember back in, I think it was the 80s, where they uh, let children do whatever they wanted and children committing crimes and they were killing people and all kinds of stuff. And it got to a point where uh, society had enough and they started executing children on the street summarily and i'm afraid if they keep letting the women do this kind of stuff that's what's going to start to happen Mm. Mm. because there's only there's only so much of this society can actually take before you get a uh, get reprisals i would you know i I see sharia law coming where they're going to really crack down on, on women where they can't even you know show their faces brother Gigi, your thoughts Again, man, I think that this is a product, a byproduct of Victorian notions of womanhood. Okay. That's my idea about it. And, uh, you know, people are utilizing it. This culture is steeped in it at this point. Okay. And uh, we don't want to see women harmed. We don't want to see them hurt. We don't want to see them, you know, endure anything that's traumatic. But when they're causing social trauma, if you don't rate, like BGS said, if you don't rein it in, it's going to get worse. Mm. It is going to get worse. If you if you feel like you can get away with anything, you will mm. exhibit behavior that is indicative of someone who can get away with anything. What if so, you're what if you're raised from birth to believe that because of your gender you can get away with anything? Does that make it worse? Well, it makes it worse on you because the world will balance itself out. There will be natural consequences and responses to protracted abuse yeah yeah there will be but but right now all we have as an explanation for any pathology that's extended to females is the patriarchy that's just not going to cut it in the 21st century mm-hmm. i hope it doesn't cut it in the 22nd century okay um i just don't you know i think that that women need to be subjected to natural consequences and legal consequences for some of the things that they do. Yeah. And it'll put them in, it'll put what they do in proper perspective. Yeah. But right now we don't have the will or the heart to do it. All we know is, uh, or all we have at our disposal is a conceptual toolkit, which basically illustrates or characterizes women as poly purebreds, mm-hmm. uh, as little Miss Muffets who set on Tuffets 
and uh, you know, <laughs> eating their curds and whey, huh? right? Like it's just little, little, little innocent, dainty little ladies who wouldn't harm a fly, right? And who who only want to see justice and order prevail in the world. And uh, look, at some point, this there will be a consequence, a social consequence to this. Uh, but right now, we don't have the will. There's just too much uh, ideology out there. To, you know, the frame has been hijacked. Uh, but when men grow tired of this shit, something will, something will happen. I, I've even seen feminists, well, not feminists, but women who who were pioneering and, and trailblazing in terms of government and policy who, you know, basically said, look, I don't need all this feminist stuff. Like, I was one of the first women to serve as an MP in the British government and, and mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, women like, you guys are wimps. Y'all take this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right now, what we don't have is, is equality. We have women who are demanding that they be able to do whatever it is that they want. Like little tyrants having temper tantrums, being able to get anything they want. And when you have men in the culture who will enable women to have whatever it is they want, watch out, bro. You know, like it's it's, it's, it's going too far. Yeah. We got it, it, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish your statement. I apologize. No, I'm just saying, you know, it... At some point, there has to be a natural check to this kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. And it, it will occur. But right now, we, we just don't have the political environment. We, we have these narratives that are running rampant through our culture and, and a whole bunch of, uh, you know, virtue signaling and grandstanding on behalf of both men and women. But a lot of these women, man, just, you know, it's the will to power, but based on a slave morality, man. We, we it's... At some point, there's going to be some checks and balances put to this. And you saw Trump start to do it, but uh, I, I doubt, man, you know, Biden is the safe haven for all of this this craziness, man. So, Well, we got uh, across all platforms, over 450 watching. Again, like, share, subscribe, join, donate, support the channel, okay? I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to, get to about 25,000 subscribers right now. I'm close to 18, so Help the channel out, help it grow. Uh, also, um, support each of the brothers' channels here, whether it's Green Gorilla Channel, uh, you got, uh, you know, BGS Idmore, as well as, um, what is it? Uh, uh, Charles Salton Jr. Charles. No, I was actually talking about, uh, before I went to Charles, but yeah, support Charles oh, Salton Jr.'s channel. Green Gorilla. No, I was talking about your second channel. Black, Black Nastic. Oh, oh, Black Pill Nastic. Black Pill Nastic. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to get a good old-fashioned uh, Black Pill Rants, that's where you go. Right. So, so support all those channels. Uh, thank you. Appreciate that support, DeHaven. All right. So, uh, Officer Faulkner, your thoughts on the on uh, what we just saw? Uh, there shall become a reckoning. There will be a reckoning. I do agree. There is no vacuum in nature. See, men had a certain arrogance about them. Because they had to go through stuff that nobody else, not even all men, just certain men, because they fought wars, they explored places people were afraid to go, mm-hmm. they liberated countries and people. You know, men had a little chip on their shoulder because they've been there and done that. Mm-hmm. Women don't even want that. Women think they should get, I should get the right to vote because I exist. Right. I should get the right to go to school because I'm here. So what? I don't need a test. 
I don't need to be tested. I don't need to do the same rites of passage that the prince go through because I'm whining in the princess. I should be queen. Man, I just said a couple of Eddie Murphy movies. But there's going to become a reckoning. Mm. And one day, all that uh, she's a girl BS is going to be wiped away. I don't tell my son, I tell my son to avoid a situation. Girl or boy, if they touch you, put them down. Because I refuse for him to be stabbed up, beat up, eyes swollen, nose broken, lips split. No, I'm sorry. These girls out here are too damn violent to to play with kid gloves. This is being encouraged, and it's not only being encouraged, it's being cultivated. It's being bred into them. Yeah. Well, this is the this is the last one I'm going to show tonight, and it, it speaks to a variety of different types of aggression. Now, here's the thing. Because of social media, the nature of social media, I have no idea if this is a, if this is a skit or if it's real. But I will say, when you go and look at the comments the affirmations that you see in regard to what these women are talking about are revealing in and of themselves. Right. So let me go ahead and pull this one up. And today we having a round table discussion on how we made a fuck nigga cry. Me and a nigga was together for two years and then he cheated on me. I thought he loved me. So I got that nigga robbed at his job. I ran that nigga dog over. I ain't kill it though. Bitch ass nigga was a nerd, so I wiped my ass with his homework. And guess what? A bitch had corn that day too. I fucked his friend and his brother. Yeah. Lame ass nigga was a sneakerhead. I took all the laces out that nigga's shoes. Niggas thought they was gonna play with me? Mm-mm. Y'all know niggas love their grandma, and guess what I did? Push her hunchback ass down. I'm not the one to play with. Play with your granny. It's about time that you niggas understand that women rule the motherfucking world. And that's how we gonna always make you bitch niggas cry. I apologize to my inner light radio crew as well as uh, to my audience about the profanity. It is what it is. But mm-hmm. uh, again, whether it's skit or real, the mm-hmm. responses to videos like this, and I think many of the men that listen to my show have seen this, regardless of what whether or not what we're seeing is fiction or not, you see the affirmation right toward this kind of behavior or the exploits explained, right? What do you guys think about the way this comes across and how it's received in pop culture? Uh, This time I want to start with Gigi uh, and I want to go to Officer Faulkner and then I want to close with the BGS. Gigi, you here? Okay, yeah, I'm here. Uh, I just put my phone on mute for a second, man. Look, man, this fierceness, this so-called fierceness, to me is a throwback to mammyism. Sapphireism, you know this 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 uh, idea of you know the woman being in control and in charge by being rabid. Look, bro, at the end of the day, women can cause a great deal of harm, mm-hmm. just like a man can. We need to acknowledge it, we need to accept it, and we need to punish them when they do wrong. Bottom line, you want equality as it pertains to uh, you know the benefits that accrue. Uh, to be an equal citizen, then you got to get the equal punishments. Mm. You got to accept responsibility and be accountable for what you do. You know, uh, I mean, look, 
I just, I don't know, man, if it's something in the food, man, like the frog doctor, uh, Tyrone Hayes or whatever the case may be, man. Like, you know, you got atrazine in the food, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, steroids, and, you know, and uh, all kind of crazy chemicals in, in the pesticides. I don't know what it is, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the current moment, if, if it's the, the absence of presence of, of fathers in these kids' lives, man. But right now, we, we, we're, at a, we're in a culture right now where it's like everybody is only out for themselves. And everybody's using their wits to, to get over on everybody else instead of trying to do it the right way and build the long way. And, uh, you know, I just, it just leaves me scratching my head, man. Like, I, I feel bad for the future. Generations coming up. I also feel bad for myself, man, because we're witnessing it in real time. Yeah. You know, the breakdown and collapse of civility. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just, just decency towards each other, man. And And just righteous expectations for one another, man, that, you know, the idea that we got to get it by sweat equity, like, you know, everything you, you get, you work for. And it, you know, uh, there are no handouts and that, you know, we got to treat each other kindly and, and humanely. We just, we're just in the situation right now where it's like ratchetness and, and, and incivility are perceived as, as virtues. It's, I, I just don't get it, man. But mm-hmm. this is where we are right now. And uh, hopefully we can we can dial this back because to me it's just ignorance. It's not fierceness. It's not it's not power. It's just ignorance is what it is. So that's all I got to say about it. All right, uh, officer. Oh, did we lose him? I think and I mute. shall and I shall strike down with great vengeance and furious anger, and you will know that my name is the Lord thy God. Ah. <laughs> uh, Oh my goodness. Even though it was a skit, those were criminal acts. Terrorism, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just Tuesday for you, though. That's yeah, Tuesday. <laughs> I'm sorry. You gotta give you gotta give somebody the ability to say, look, you need like you're gonna force men to fight back. And I mean, men have a mean streak a mile long that women have not seen in decades. And you're going to force men's hands and then treating you like men. Because that's what you really want. That's what you ultimately want. And I don't know what I'm saying, but it must be getting you paid. Hey, I'll keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, people are responding, but go ahead. It's going to come to the point where men are not going to have this wall of protection up, you know, psychologically when it comes to women. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like uh, equal rights, equal fights, equal rights, equal lefts. Mm. And it's going to come to a t- to a point where these women who want to be brash, they want to be bold, they want to be just be ratchet. It's going to take, I've seen this many a times growing up. I've seen it in high school. I've seen it in the military. Hell, I've seen it in college. When a woman's beating up on a guy and the guy's sick of, the, sick of it, he's, his fist is going to start from the Keys of Florida. He's going to land in Baltimore, but that flight is going to continue up to Maine. I'm not in, I'm not saying I encourage violence, but 
when you beget violence, be, 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 please be aware that you ain't got a damn thing on the originator of violence. This is, and, is, and these is, women are not ready for that because when it comes, it's gonna come like it's gonna come like a swarm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, um, Doc. No, but what's interesting about that, that that what you're talking about is usually in the public discourse when we see violence against women, it starts at the physical confrontation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, whether it's video or whether it's a story that's told, it's never the, the what led up to that is conveniently missing. Right. And so then you have the, you know, the kind of, you know, social shaming, you know, initiating, initiating violence. Against, but the context is never kind of given. And I think what we're seeing on a larger scale is there's been a shift, a major shift in the last number of decades in the culture that is that, that's providing a whole new context that nobody wants to talk about out loud. But uh, Brother BGS, weigh in on this. Like I said, the, it reminds me of feral cats, man. You know, feral cats are the, the most uh, reactive and vicious and and what you saw there was viciousness that has you know whether it was physical mental or or emotional but that's just being just being vicious mm-hmm. and i think we're we're uh, teaching girls that um uh, basically uh, uh, their men have been reduced to non-human so mm-hmm. so anything that you do to them is fair game and and the way i feel about not only you but your family that's one lady said a uh, hundred year old granny i'll push her down okay and you said we used to train children and adults at respect for their elders because, it, you know, because one day you're going to be there. You want that kind of uh, culture to actually follow you as you get older. But uh, we've abandoned all that. So basically you have, uh, you have feral women uh, raising feral children. And so what do you expect? What, what, what kind of results do you expect? You expect to get cultured, uh, uh, well-raised children uh, that have manners? No. Mm-hmm. You know, in in the even in the schools, they don't even, uh, you know, they uh, basically, they, you know, walk to the classroom. It's like a feral classroom. There's no order to it anymore. Right. You know, it's one thing about the Preston school system that they emphasize was order, you know, because the Preston school system came out of the piety movement, which ex- we expressed uh, self discipline and order. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten, you know, and America used to be based, you know, civil America used to be based on 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 order some kind of order but now we've gone so far like uh gigi says we've we've fallen in love with negative liberty so much that there is no order to uh, to the society anymore so basically there's no wonder that you have a breakdown of it and what you just saw was just viciousness man Mm -hmm. it's plain old vicious and these are the these are the men they claim to love we're not talking about strangers right right absolutely um we got a comment in from inner light uh, radio it says uh the women the women's comments suggest an arrested development of emotions and chronic immaturity this combination makes them prone to self-inflicted violence and terrorist-like violence against their own community but rarely against historic white oppression which uh she overtly and subconsciously worships so interesting statement um but i want to thank everybody for coming out and most particularly the brothers on the panel i want to give you guys a round of uh for closing thoughts but i want to emphasize again that y'all need to support these brothers channels uh from uh charles faulkner jr uh to bgs ibmore and black gnostic uh uh, uh black pill gnostic <laughs> i always forget it and then of course uh, the green gorilla channel so i want to give everybody an opportunity for closing thoughts uh and we can start with officer faulkner 
um, and then go ahead and hit to BGS, and then we'll uh, close. Well, actually, we should close with the elder. So uh, Faulkner to um, you know Brother Green Gorilla, and then we'll close out with uh, BGS. So a nice start with beauty, huh? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, it's always a pleasure, Doc. Um, always having some of these intellectual conversations. I get smarter when I listen to you and Gigi, and I always have to increase my vocabulary or use words I haven't used in years. So it's always a pleasure. Um, anybody who wants to join me, join me at Charles Faulkner Jr. Also, the goddamn laws, they call me. Mm-hmm. When's, the, when's, the next, when's the next episode? I'm gonna do another episode tomorrow. It's gonna call. It's gonna be called um, "Relationship Resume." Okay, that's what's up. So, hey, we're gonna see what your your resume tells about you. And thank you very much. All right, good brother. Thanks for coming up, man. Uh, Brother GG, any closing thoughts? And tell us about the next episode. What is it dealing with? When are you? When when will it be up? All that good stuff. Oh man, what's going on, y'all? Uh, for the most part, what we're witnessing is in real time what we have not been able to witness, except for with the advent of new technology, the handheld phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're seeing women do things that are just as vicious as are men. You know, uh, and the social science already corroborates much of this, uh, but we don't get to see uh, the social science because it's either uh, just omitted from the record or, you know, covered over or glossed over, you know, by the atrocities that men perform on on either other men or on women. Uh, And we're not saying that men don't do some terrible things. They do. Uh, But women also do some terrible things. And when they're empowered to do terrible things and encouraged to do so, uh, Mm -hmm. on account that it's some sort of power that they're acting out or it's justice, you know, it's you know long overdue for them to be able to express themselves in this way. To me, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And and to tie this back to what I was doing earlier, you know, I think a lot of our culture, especially black culture, I can't speak to white culture. I, mm-hmm. I really don't care. Uh, but when it comes to our culture, man, we got a lot of kids who are raising themselves because the women are off to work, or mm-hmm. either they screwing somebody uh, when they should be working. Uh, and so what we have is children basically taking care of themselves. They're raising themselves. And the white people who we claim to be racist are the ones who are educating our children mm-hmm. in, the, in the so-called Prussian school system. They're the ones educating our kids. And then we wonder why they have no political orientation or desire to pull us back together and to right this ship. Man, it's all about hedonism, conspicuous consumption. And for women, it's all about either being able to act in a career as a woman, I mean, excuse me, as a man, or being able to operate in the world as a man. Look, I believe we're fundamentally different. Mm -hmm. Uh, Women, you know, have their role to play. Men have their role to play. I don't think that, you know, women are, you know, supposed to be absolutely subservient to men, but damn, can we at least cooperate and collaborate, man? We got kids out here. We need to raise them right. Right now, we're not doing that. Right now, it ain't all about you. It ain't all about us either. It should be all about man, woman, and child, sun, moon, and star. Osiris, Isis, and Horus. I'm out of here, dog. Y'all be easy, man. Peace out to BGS and T.S.R. One one, one question before you leave, though, Gigi. Uh, Just just a thought, man, you know, because you're the perfect person to actually think about this, man. What happens when a whole uh, culture, a whole society sinks into nihilism? Because that's what you see on steroids right now. 
well, it, with, without know, without any controls. Well, what what ends up happening is it. it you saw this happen to Rome, you know, it probably happened to many other civilizations, you know, prior to Rome. But what, what ends up happening is they leave themselves vulnerable to attack from outside. If the people mm. inside can't get along, then it opens up for attack from the outside. Mm. That's just the way this goes. And I mean, right now you have a mercenary army. So for the most part, uh, to me, it's not it's not a volunteer army as much as it is a mercenary army. You got people who are in poverty and their way out of poverty is to go pop some pistols. Mm-hmm. In order to you know to have a livelihood to be treated with some modicum of respect, but at the end of the day, um, you know it's it's always been about strong families, instilling values and disciplining the younger generation so that they could come up into something and you know basically act on that in order to keep it going for the kids to come after them. Right now, we're all just you know everybody's just doing what they want to do, mm-hmm. and it shows. And this is why we can never gain a foothold and empower ourselves, at least during the, you know, 50s and 60s. And even the 70s, there was a scintilla that we could pull ourselves out of this with togetherness. But now, man, I just see a whole bunch of people who are tokens, you know, talking justice, talking points. And we're not not moving the needle on improvement, man. So what happens to a society deep-seated in nihilism? Mm -hmm. Man, the rich get richer and mm -hmm. the poor get poorer. And the society doesn't have any cohesiveness. It begins to splinter and fracture, mm-hmm. and eventually it'll get exposed to vulnerabilities from from people who have their stuff together. That's mm-hmm. the way I see it. Well, wait, wait, Chris, before we before we continue, I want you to see the nihilism you're talking about. This was just sent to me by Brother Keith on Facebook. Okay, me what you see. Yeah, yeah, that is that is, that is a three year old in a grown body. With no impulse control. And that happens because, like, if the mother ain't around, the teachers can't tell them nothing. Mm-hmm. The mama just allows the behavior to, you know, to go as it's going. The father is raised by a woman. And, you know, I mean, not to say that women don't have the ability to, to, to usher in any kind of discipline. Mm-hmm. Not saying that. But this kid is not well balanced. No. And this is, this is, this is just, this is just childhood rage, you know, uncontrolled. But this this happens amongst young boys too, from yeah. the ages of eighteen to thirty. You know these guys don't have any self control, impulse control, and so what ends up happening is, you know, they act out and they don't sublimate. The, you know whatever is going on, it's it's emotional. Uh, in the great Osarian tradition, it would be you letting the gab part of your soul, man, govern and rule everything. It's an inverted mm-hmm. pyramid, man. You got to treat your life upside down. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to be Alsar, and your offset is supposed to be that which is in sorrow for Alsar getting killed, the, the dwelling, uh, excuse me, the indwelling uh, divine unconscious. But right now, man, it's like, you know, every emotion, we just act on it, and yeah. then we deal with the consequences later. Yeah. That's not how we're yeah. supposed to act. Yeah, this, 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 is, this, is, uh, this is a three-year-old gone berserk. And this is, uh, from what I understand, a, a, a liquor store in South Dallas. Uh, yesterday, completely trashed by an individual over a lost cell phone dispute. Mm. You ain't got insurance for that, boo boo. Like, I mean, you know, come on now. Like, but she probably doesn't. You know what I'm saying? So, this is it, 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 it is what it is. You know, like I ain't gonna say. You know, I ain't never had my moments, man. Where I, you know, I lost control and did some things that I'm, you know, not proud of. Yeah. But, 
I ain't never yeah. been to a, a you know a convenience store and just start throwing throwing shit yeah. around like. Yeah, that's that's consequences that would come with that. Yeah, and it could right. vary in the loss of your life over a tantrum. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a it's a tantrum. I don't even see um, two and three year olds having tantrums like that. That is that is a childhood rage in an adult body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I appreciate you, Gigi. Like I said, y'all support the Green Gorilla Channel. Um, definitely check it out. Any upcoming ep- episodes you want to tell her anybody us about, or do you want to kind of leave that? Man, I'm playing it by ear right now. I want to talk about Osiris, uh, Isis, and Horus, but you know, like I, I got to finish edit- editing the video, and it's like, boy, it's taking forever to do. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's almost taking me like I'm coming out with an Academy Award winning video, <laughs> and ain't nothing but steel images. I'm like, man, yeah, <laughs> collecting all them steel images ain't no joke, man. Yeah, you're right, man. I think I'm going to cut it short, man, and get a little more mundane towards the end. The audio is all done. I just got to get the imagery right. But I think oh, I'm yeah. going oh, to yeah. keep it simple, stupid. Just kiss it and put it out there and let the brother see it and uh, ruminate about it. So, yeah, join me tomorrow, man. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop in that tomorrow. I ain't going to hold it no more. So, anyway, right. y'all be peaceful, man. Hey, thanks, everybody, man. Thank you, Doc, for coming and hollering at me earlier. Thank you, uh, BGS, for showing me support, man. It helped me out, man. You know. With a whole bunch hey, of stuff, man. Boy, you might hey, hey, we got to support our scholars, man. Can't let a brilliant mind like you go to waste. That's right. That's right. For sure. For sure. Peace right, out, bro. y'all, man. Y'all Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Gigi. All right, man. Uh, closing thoughts, Brother BGS. Uh, I, I mean, this is, uh, uh, you know, um, you would hope that, that at some point that society would grab the reins and, and stop this, uh, this slide. And it doesn't look like it's, it has the will to actually grab the reins and stop the slide, man. Because this is, you know, when you have women acting like out like that. And it's not just uh, black women actually doing it. You know, they have plenty of videos of white women doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It's got well, to the point. Go ahead. White women carrying too. But go ahead. Well, they're carrying, but I'm so the same thing that you just saw that black women do. You have seen white women do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And so, so basically this nihilism is spreading. And it's spreading to the point where there's no impulse control at all. So basically, you have a bunch of grown children with with uh, with no impulse control, and they're they're basically trashing not only you know trashing the physical parts of society, but also the uh, the moral part of society. Just like those uh, those four girls, okay, uh, to to for them to do that in public. You know, women have always talked talked about doing sinister stuff like that in private, but in public and think that it's okay. And, and I'm sure if you saw the comments, everybody was in agreement. Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of non-moral behavior is okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and uh, uh, as a brother did uh, uh, back in the 90s, man, it said uh, women transmit culture. And if these are the women that are transmitting cultures to the next uh, generation, man, we're in trouble. Indeed. Indeed. And I want to thank you for coming up. Um, I appreciate it. You want, you want to tell anybody about the next uh, next piece you got coming nah, up? Well, I, I want my next piece to be a surprise, you know, because uh, <laughs> if I tell people too early, the, the disturbance in the forest will not be as great. So I want to <laughs> I want to call a ripple in the forest. So I want all the, the, the Jedi and Sith the light to say, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> OK. All right. 
can you tell them what, uh, what day are we looking at today? It, it'll, it'll be it'll be I'll drop it tomorrow, either early in the morning or drop it tomorrow. What uh, people will hear about it, okay? Because <laughs> because it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be something that nobody's ever that I have never seen anybody think about, even though the information is there. But mm-hmm. I don't think people ever looked at the at the data the same way. And yeah. I think I shared it with you. I don't think you've ever looked at it that way. Well, and that's one of the reasons I'm, I was trying to get you to yeah, to prep it because uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I would, hey, I love new data. That's the or, yeah. new, new data or new ways to, to understand it. And you understand it because because when I looked at it, I said when you you know when you look at something, I said this couldn't be right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you look, keep looking. It can't be right. There must be an explanation because it's it it doesn't make any sense on the surface, especially especially the way that we were taught about how things go down and especially the the uh the way they talk about black men in the society and what they do and and those two things don't match up with with the data well and that's one of the reasons that i came to the manosphere man because the thing about it is in order for you to push and advance beyond what's commonly known you have to have dialogue you have to have discourse and in the academy um there's such a limited conversation about gender and there's an already embedded, presupposed, you know, negative perspective on men in general, black men in particular. So I can do a presentation, but to actually get feedback that isn't just inherently a stock knee-jerk reaction to mm-hmm. men speaking their own minds, I had to go elsewhere. And, okay. it, and at least, and I'm not saying the manosphere is perfect, but at the end of the day, you can have a discussion here and, and really be able to look at data in new ways that pertain to the experiences of black men. And, and that's not only received, it's met with an energetic response. And brothers are coming. And this is the thing I think a lot of people miss, whether it's mm-hmm. the comment sections on YouTube or on Facebook. There's a wide variety of people coming in with different responses. And it's mm-hmm. not just about whether they support you or they don't. It's a wide, nuanced discussion. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it, because you can't get this discussion in too many other places. And sad to say, not in the academy either. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, but I appreciate you uh, coming on up, man. Thank you. All right. All right, fellas. Uh, I hope uh, all of you are well. Let me uh, take you down. Uh, I hope all of you are well. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, please feel free to contribute in the comments, but be respectful. At the end of the day, uh, we are analyzing culture. We're analyzing behavior and we're trying to understand how all of it ultimately relates to black men, because that is what the Onyx Report is about. It is really dealing with the experiences of black men, what we're seeing, uh, how it impacts us and what we need to be mindful of as the future comes closer. So anyway, hope you guys are well. Appreciate you guys coming out again. Like, share, um, uh, support the channel, donate, subscribe, the whole deal uh, so that we can continue to bring you this content um, as well as support the Institute uh, for Black Male Studies dot com. Go to the website, check it out. And uh, look into that. And I hope to see you all soon. But anyway, I'll take it easy. Peace. I am here to tell you, brothers, we are not criminals by birth, perennial rapists, incapable intellects, man children, sperm donors, child support wellsprings, success objects, walking phalluses, ATM machines, lottery tickets, unintelligent henchmen. Valueless assassins, pro bono mercenaries, unpaid bodyguards, interchangeable stepfathers, child discipline proxies, unpaid repairmen, workhorses, emotional tampons, or any other socially accepted dehumanizing stereotype. We are thinkers, inventors, innovators, leaders, fathers, and men. Embrace your humanity, know your worth, and extend your time, attention, and resources only to those who genuinely respect you. And remember, 
Your worth is not defined by meeting other people's narcissistic and selfish and unrealistic needs. You define your worth. Peace. Thank you.